You are listening to The Backline Podcast. This is The Backline Podcast. I'm Trey. This is Tristan. We got a special guest with us today, Riley Hartwig. What's up, Riley? Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? So, we had a pretty intense round of some Wii Sports. It was it was not Wii Sports. <laughs> it was not Wii Sports. It, is, it was Wii Deca Sports 2. two. two. I never knew there was such a thing. Why did they make one is the real question. I, I don't know, but my wife found it at a garage sale for like $8 and bought it because it was Wii Sports, and we all got together and we're like, we, this is going to be great, and it was awful. So It was something, that's for sure. Now we're doing a podcast instead. I think this is our fourth episode. We've got Riley here, so... Let's kick it off. Riley, you are a musician, actor. You do it all, man. Everything with the arts. What is your favorite band? Favorite band? Yeah. Wow. I'm putting you on the spot. Well. Down to one. Down to one. It's it's super lame. It's most people's answer, I think. <laughs> but it's the Beatles, of course. Why? Why? That's a good question. Yeah. Why? They are the only band when I was younger that actually made me think, shit, I've got to go out and actually learn how to play music because I need to be able to reproduce this yeah. at any yeah, given yeah, time, yeah. right? Yeah. Nothing else ever yeah. gave me the gumption to say I should I should actually learn how to do this yeah. other than them. Yeah, that's cool. Was shit. there any particular song you learned first that kind of took you into that? Because I remember when you were playing guitar for the first time or when you were kind of starting to pick that up in high school. Yeah, I got I I the month before I graduated high school, I was going to treat myself as a graduation gift and got a Squire electric guitar, the yeah, cheapest yeah. one they had, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what was the first song? I don't remember what the first song was, but it was a Beatles song for sure. Yeah, no, so for sure. yeah, my my uncle's the one who taught me how to play, and he's he's even more into that than I am. Of course, oh, he yeah. was, you know, he's older than I am, so he was all around when that stuff was coming out, so that's kind of his bag. So we 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 bonded over that, and then also that those songs are great to learn how to play an instrument yep. on, because depending on well the whole span from early to late, they have a great mixture of like super easy just three chord yeah. rock and roll songs yeah. that you can just get right away, and then they have super super complicated, you know, piano parts and yeah, three yeah. or four overdubs. But of course, you can try and learn. No, I do yeah. it with just you or just two people. No, absolutely. I mean, in like in tandem with that, I know we've played with you a couple of times. We've had you onto a couple of shows, and some of the songs you would bring into it, it was just like I didn't realize how complicated these were until you actually go to try to play them. So, so that being said, what's the favorite Beatles song you play with us? I think we only do a couple, but we only do a couple. We do. Um, don't let me. We down. do. Don't let me down. Uh, I like that one because it's like three chords. It's, <laughs> it's weird though. It's hard to play. I yes. Like the, oh, so that's another that's great thing about them is it. So I know a lot of people who play guitar. Nope. And they're really good playing the notes, but they have no sense of time or rhythm, right? Which is also me to some extent. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I struggle too. with. Yeah. It will, yeah. It's but they're so they're great for that because they, you know. They were doing all kinds of wacky stuff, yep. including <laughs> yeah. wacky stuff with the time. So they would yep. throw in a beat of 5-4, or they would take out a beat here and there, just out of nowhere. Yep. You know, sometimes it's only once in the whole song. It's just, let's just take out this yeah. beat. 
for no reason. Just somewhere in the structure, there's just one. But there's spot. they're so good at it that you don't even know that that's what's happening until you go to learn the song. I like I remember I can't I forget what it was. Was it it was like Revolution or some song by oh, them by. Yeah. By the Beatles, I came to you guys early on when I was learning, and I didn't understand why you weren't following along with what was going on. <laughs> but it's because it had a random measure. It, the song's in 4-4, four, four, but it just had a random measure of 5-4. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it because I was just playing what it sounded like, yep. you know. But you guys were learning it for the first time, and you're probably thinking, Dude, what the I hell is this guy doing? <laughs> I am a 4-4 four, four musician. <laughs> just stupid Aren't simple. we all? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be straight up. So I love Don't Let Me Down. You brought that when we first were jamming together. But the one that we played at our last show, Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby. Dude, that's a rocker. That's so good. That one's fun. That and one's that's fun. only, I mean, that's what, three or four chords, same yeah, thing? But the same they, thing. so they, you know, that was fun because I got to play bass with you guys yeah. and they have kind of a fun. It's like yeah. a funky bass. There's like, thing. so usually there's like a real simple guitar part, yeah. right? There's like one of those. And then there's usually it's George on the lead guitar. He just add, he doesn't really play much, but he adds just a few things here and there on the nope. guitar. And then the bass just usually goes absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> and like the simpler the song is for everyone else, the harder they make the bass part. Yeah, you know, what, I think the Beatles are a good representation of bass guitar is easy to play, but hard to master. Hard to do it right. And and seriously, it fit right. because you hear some of these bass players, like one I think of as well as Primus. But it's like when you hear a somebody who is just crazy at bass, like that's fucking hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is hard. It sits but. in the mix. It's like a really well mannered mastery. Yeah. Like once you learn how to play the bass, you kind of learn where it sits in the mix, and you learn where to be fancy and where not to. But I think the Beatles kind of in tandem with that kind of mastered that because where it wasn't busy with the guitar you know with the bass line it's just fucking well, running that's, you know you and know, it's just like we're not really sure yeah and vice versa when the guitar is going crazy right the bass is simple it's kind of holding on the fourth yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah but yeah so riley you've you've played a handful of shows with us by now like just kind of a couple of songs and then we did a couple of live streams together yep but our last show back in april that we played Oh, that was four hours of you jamming with us. What? How? How was that experience? Because that, I mean, that's a long time. That's uh the first time we've done that with you, other than live streams, which usually last like an hour. Right. So what were well, your thoughts on the whole load in and load out? I mean, from load in to load out, how did it? How did it? How was it for you? Yeah, I mean, it was terrifying, of course. Well, that's crashing. You know, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. You're playing in front of a huge crowd like that. How could mm-hmm. you not? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, you're right. It was kind of the first. I mean, I had, I would join you for a couple songs here and there before, and yeah. I had joined other people for yeah. a song or two, yeah. you know. So I was used to that, but doing a whole thing start to finish, and what did what we play? 20 25 songs yeah and it was upwards of yeah so it was just me the weeks before going oh shit i actually have to learn how to play all these start to finish yeah. so obviously it was just it was just me hoping to god i could remember how all them went but no it was great yeah, Load, yeah. well i i got out of there and uh looked at tris i'm like riley nailed it I go, I think I fucked up way more than he <laughs> Well, you know, he didn't fuck up at all, but I just remember me fucking up. And- that's so that's what's good because normally when I play, it's like it's usually you know for practice or for fun or occasionally when we play out, it's usually just me and and one other person. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. right? And so to have the three, to have the drums and the guitar, and luckily I was playing bass, and so 
a lot of the songs, <laughs> if, if you couldn't remember them, you luckily could just kind of turn your volume knob down a little bit. <laughs> kind of sit on the root notes and, a little and bit. And get away with that, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is, I mean, that's, that's how do you, that's musician... You get, it's a sense. That's it's a it's, sense. Yeah, man, it's to be able to to know to do that. Yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, it's the same thing with guitar or drums at the same time too, right? Like if I really know a song, I'll know where to put a fill and kind of get oh, it to sit enough. the right way. But it's the sense of having to know when to do that that takes it takes experience to get that done, yeah. and you know, take it from there. Yeah. But no, it's that's good. I'm glad you had fun because like it's. I feel like it's always weird for people to join in with me and Trey just because like we always know where we are in the song, right? Like, no matter what, like, it takes an eye contact, it takes a split second to kind of get that down. Not always as easy with a third person because we just haven't jammed as much. So I'm glad that gig but, went well. I mean, out of all the the third members that we would add, I mean, even Josh, I mean, we got really good chemistry with him, but he's yeah. using his voice. He's not... Right, he's not doing an instrument have, where he's got to I mean, sit on top of... voice is an instrument, but well, he's right. not... He's not, know, like, on top of the I beat the whole time. us three, when we... When we have a set, I think we're pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, that show well. was pretty tight. Well, and you know, I will say to my discredit that actually being, it's like the things on the very bottom of the track and the things on the very top are the things you notice the most of. So drums are usually at like the very foundation right. and the vocals and the guitar. And so everything else is kind of in the middle. Luckily for me, when I'm playing bass, is it's like just a support you know it's the columns holding up the roof but the yeah. things people notice are the floor and the roof right like so i was once somebody once told me whether this is right or not but the style of bass that i guess i listen to is you follow the guitar and somebody told me a good bass you will not know it's there because you know it's 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 just glue and the drums right. and the guitar right together and i you know so while we're talking about good bass yeah. Let's. I got a bone to pick with both of you Uh-oh. because I know we have very different uh, tastes in in bass in how in the how the actual bass line is written and yep. and the tone of the bass and everything. So let, let's let me just explain what my preferred bass sound is. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, oh no! I so already first know what you're off, say. You take that tone knob and you roll it all the way down. You roll it all the way back. So all the highs are thumpy. Thumpy, right? Fuzzy. And I know these, I'm, no one can see, but I'm looking at both of them right now. And <laughs> I'm going to tell them that I put a piece of foam underneath the strings to I, deaden yeah. them even more. <laughs> oh, you like that. Tristan about kicked me out at the, at the show. We door. did not too long ago, right then. So, okay, I like that. And I like that because. It adds to the to the kind of kick drum sound by just yep. going boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, and there's no high end. And there's almost no mids. There's a little bit of mids, but I guess my I'm going to throw it back to you of why do you think a bass should occupy any more of the frequency than the bass frequencies? Um, I mean, it matters more in a recording than it does for live stuff. So I get the whole live thing where, like, you just kind of want to occupy your space and kind of add the richness to the to the whole song. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I prefer a buzzy bass when they have like nice highs, like a rich a rich high note or a rich. What am I trying to say? A bass rich in highs played well is really really saucy for the mix. No matter what the situation is, even if you get string buzz, it's really nice and saucy. Personal preference, but I get why you want to occupy the space that you do for bass, just because it makes the most sense for like 
being here, you know, you want to play with the band and you want to do what's like going on right now. So I get it. I just fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess my ideal bass tone is I like that thump, but I like a little more saturation, a little more, uh, that's why we use the fuzz pedal a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause honestly, you know, not, not talk about our tone, but when I split my bass cab, I do let it kind of, um, sit for a little bit, but I have it. It's it's very punchy, but I turn. Uh, I'm not I'm not using the correct terms, mm. but um, it's just punchy and it 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 sits there for a second. It, it's not sloppy, but it's like you let it kind of. It's just a little bit. It's muddy enough, is what yeah, it comes yeah, down yeah. to. Because yeah, we got to be tight, but it's muddy. You really need that mud, is I what do. it comes down to. I do. Is is like it can't be too tight, especially with when you're splitting your signal. It can't be too tight, otherwise it just sounds like a DI guitar, right. and it's like it, that's you don't want that, right? And then to your credit, with your bass tone, is it's kind of feeling the same thing as you kind of want that like not punchy tone, just kind of where it sits and adds the it's like an ambiance thud. So is what it comes down to. But Riley's tone, if I could describe it in one word, mm-hmm. poppy, like it's you know it's it's punchy, it's punchy. No, but the tone that I like. I'm gonna is, go ahead and I'm like, gonna go ahead and say that's the exact opposite of what it is. <laughs> it's, it's really mild, is what it is. It's not poppy no, at I mean, all. Like Very short um, and, yeah, it's short. Sorry, it's not, like the Motown. Sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? but, I don't mean poppy. I mean yeah, more it's not like aggressive. Yes, yeah, punctu- yeah, punctual. Yeah, and it they, dies out. It, it, yes, that's yes, what I meant. It's very that's what my deep, poppy yeah. definition meant. Yeah, because I like a little, like I said, some resonance sauce. Yeah, it's like. It's yeah. Some, some well, I mean, there. like you can hear it um, in our recent live stream because I was reviewing it. You can kind of hear when you turn on that pedal because with the with the big muff pedal, it just adds like this huge it's wave sauce. of just yeah. like sauce, right? That's not like a DI anymore. It's like a speaking of live streaming, Riley, we got to do that again because we have a new we setup. Got a setup now. I mean, it's like we run it into Ableton and shit, and it just sounds phenomenal. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Okay, Riley, one thing I want to ask you, and this is. A, curiosity question from me how uh, acting like you do on the big stage like phenomenal how does that how do you prepare for that versus a show are you more nervous for one or the other like how do you how do you prepare for that because you seem every time i see you act you seem so comfortable not that not that when you're playing shows you don't seem comfortable but it does it take more to... It might just be how good of an actor you well, are. Well, first off, I <laughs> want to point out that I've only acted once in the last, like, five years. Well, right, but he's preferring to, like, high school, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. that, but the last one I saw, yeah. No, was... I find, um, uh, like, I was in a musical recently, and I find that actually quite a bit easier to do because there's wow. so many other people to rely on. I For, mean... Like, cues and whatnot. Yeah, like, I mean, well... For my role, anyway, I, like if you're the lead, obviously you have it's just you up there for a, a couple good long moments, which would which would be like, the hardest part, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like what I was doing, I always had at least one other person to to rely on on stage, so I knew if I like totally dropped it, you know, I didn't have to pick the whole thing up myself. There because was some we level could of- both. You know, we both had a shovel to dig, dig out of that hole. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. some level of comfort in that, I guess. Yeah. And so I guess, on, I mean, on like when I was playing with you guys, it was a similar thing. Um, but obviously there's less. 
there's just yeah. less people. Okay, so right you know, on. the yeah. more the more exposed your uh, performance is, the the scarier it is. Which which actually can be quite a good thing for yeah. for me anyway, because I tend to be lazy. And so if there's <laughs> not the, if there's not the 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 fear of of really failing and really being noticed that you're failing, then yeah. I tend to be a little lazy. So it can actually it can actually help your performance quite a bit. That, yeah, for sure, for sure. That. I totally get that with the support thing and feeling like you're not on an island by yourself and right. Yeah, and likewise, I didn't start I didn't start really trying to play music until I graduated high school. Mm. So I've been doing that less because I had done the acting thing all in high school yeah. as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that was one of my questions. I, you know, the last time I saw you at the musical, I'm like, man, he's good. I, he's so comfortable up there. I'd be freaking out. I can play in front of people, but I can't do that. Well, you are freaking out, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's how, you know, yeah, yeah, you have yeah, a big yeah. show. It, yeah, yeah. People don't see it, but yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We'll have to, uh, get some more stuff set up with yep. us three again. Okay. I got a lightning round for us. Uh oh. Since we were talking about it so much, yeah. lightning round, favorite bass player? My favorite bass player? Mm. Tris, you take this one first. I got a couple, but I'm just going to try to narrow it down. I mean, I could be like totally generic and say flea. Oh, um, he's badass. He's really dude. good. I mean, I've been listening to his stuff a little bit more because he's so Chili good. Peppers. Yeah. He, he's a really good pocket bassist and he knows how to pick notes. Um, but I really like was it Cliff Burton from Metallica mm, as well. Yeah, the it, late great Cliff. Burton. His old lines were really good because they sat in the mix really well. Well, um, he was a classical musician. Yeah. He was showing Kirk Hammett how to play guitar. I mean, that's. I'm trying to remember there was another bassist that I really like, but I'm forgetting the name. Um, it'd be a tie between those two, but if it came down to it, I think I'd take Cliff just because like I took more. I'm only now becoming more of a fan of Flea, so it'd be Cliff Burton from Metallica. You like uh, you like Flea's style, yeah. Not his playing style, like how crazy he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You like that kind of methodic look. Yeah, I was gonna (laughs) say like the Florida, like just Mm -hmm. that's what I'm into about him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, fuck. That's the bass player mentality right there. I mean, if you can if you can adopt Flea's like method mentality, you can be a bass player. You can do anything. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) I I trust that man to fix my car if I needed to. (laughs) You know who I'm gonna say? Who's that? So it was Mike Starr from Allison Chains till okay. he died, and then it was Mike Inez. But the bass lines, I mean, Nutshell obviously yeah. would. Yeah. The, that bass tone is saucy, man. That is the tone that I like. It's that, good. The the one I would say second, and I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, but Primus. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know his name. I either. Know, it's on the tip he of has my a tongue. really particular name oh, too. Oh, and the skill, yeah, He's so skilled, yeah. But uh, yeah, I Mr. would say Mr. Primus, I think. Yeah, Mr. Primus. Do you do you think that he's like a good bassist without being a soloist like he is? Do you think like you could throw him on any song and he'd be able to do it without no. being crazy? He definitely fits their style. Yeah, because in their style, the guitar is pretty much just adding yeah. leads. Yeah, he's I've, carrying the riff, right? But don't don't you think that's any great great and then anything after that great guitarist great singer great anything don't you think that's all of them is they they fit so well in the, yeah. in their own in yeah. what they were doing yeah I mean that's fair so kind of specialized in their own role we got Flea Red Hot Chili Peppers the Mikes from Allison Chains who's your favorite bassist Riley I'm gonna go 
My favorite bass player is a guy named Joe Dart from Wolfpack is the band. I, I've heard of Wolfpack. You check them out if you haven't heard them. I think you sent me their stuff. Yeah, before. they're real good. He's a real... Um, He's he's got a it sounds very like free style and very like loose like he's not thinking about it but it's yep. very technical nice. and you can okay. tell it's very planned out yeah, yeah so he's my favorite bass player but of course my bass favorite bass lines are Paul McCartney yeah of course yeah he's, yeah 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 while so, we're on the topic of bass I just want to throw it out there um, I think the band is Beyond Creation it's a speed metal band and the bassist uses a uh, fretless bass in that kind of a mix mm. if you ever get a chance to listen to it he's a really really crazy bass player um i don't even know his name i don't know anything about the band other than that they're good to listen to but that guy knows how to throw down a, a fretless bass line in a speed yeah. metal band every now and then well, speaking of no bass my one through four just released a sub stack today and it talks about our <laughs> there's the plug <laughs> there's the plug no that uh but yeah so riley s favorite bass player you got anything else got another lightning round otherwise we'll go around the room and shit i only i, I wasn't ready not right. for a second <laughs> so he doesn't strike this twice in the same place round so then we'll go to you then we'll call it what am i gonna ask about i don't know i'm just came up with this one ask um what our favorite deck of sports is <laughs> okay i will so i asked riley this earlier but favorite current band right now current meaning like who do you listen to right now you get in your vehicle to go home, mm. who are you going to turn on? I've been listening to a lot of this band called Lake Street Dive. Mm. I know that band. Yeah, they're they're real good. Yeah. They're real good. They just added a keyboard player. Nice. To their most recent album. What is their really, genre? It really takes it up a notch. You know, that's... Um, Wasn't it like jazzy? It can get kind of jazzy. It's kind of like indie rock a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of poppy also. I know somebody sent me that band a while ago. It kind of just reminds me of like Colorado vibes. Okay, just I don't know. Just imagine, drive. yeah, just like imagine a person who lives kind of close to the mountains in Colorado, but not in the mountains. And this is just what plays in their head it's all the time. Just kind of, it's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Tris, who's yours? Fair band. I think I know band. what your band is going to oh, be. Oh yeah, but you tell me yours. First. Um. Oh man. Yo, Gabba Gabba. I mean, I got hooked on Sleep Token there for a while. Oh, they're sick. Um, I think I'm jumping back into... to. Is it Leprous? Let me see if I can find the name of it really quick. Yeah, it is Leprous. Weird, like, mix between rock and, like, hip-hop. It's really fucking weird. Um, and the singer is awesome. The drummer is really stylish. But I got hooked on them for a while again. Um, but before that, I was Sleep Token. And they're just, awesome. like... They released all, they kept hitting me with just the tastiest stuff. They released like three singles in a row, another single, and then that was like unrelated. And then the album that has them all, but I haven't listened to it yet. Mm. Um, but it's Ta- really good. Taizande. Yeah. Chocolate, right? So, you think you know mine? Yeah, I do. Okay. My favorite. Hold band. on, wait. Have him guess first. Okay. It's, My favorite band right now, who is it? It's Bad Omens. Bad Omens. Who is this? This is the shit. Explain how they sound. Okay. They started as like a deathcore band, super heavy. And now they released an album. It was either this year or last, late last year called The Death of Peace of Mind. That whole album, fucking amazing. The lead singer actually, during COVID, when they were quarantined, he used not instruments in his house 
to make noise, and that's how he came up with half of these songs. Songs are stupid simple, but it's the lead guitar parts, and the they've got some industrial noise shit that really adds to the vibe of the song. They're, they're in that same boat with Sleep Token, but this guy went from being a straight deathcore singer, like the best gutturals ever, and now... Every time he sings a song, like I go on YouTube and just put a playlist of them on, and everybody's comments are like, it sounds like there's three people singing because he can do highs. He can do, he's so fucking talented. Yeah. But that's my favorite band right now, and I continue to blast them. Yeah. They're so good. Bad good. Omens are so good. That was the band where you saw the one music video, and you oh. were like, is he you on said roller she. skates? Yeah. You're like, okay, this music video has a guy. How do I explain this? Dressed up as like a mummy of some sort, like a mummy, but like oh, if you yeah. unwrapped a mummy almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in like dethroned. a realistic way, not in like a fun Scooby Doo way. <laughs> that was dethroned, <laughs> and the guys on roller skates yeah. on top oh, of that's that. The, that's so that one. that yeah. does bring it back a little bit into like <laughs> Hanna Barbera territory. Oh, but <laughs> damn! All oh, right, no. so Riley did favorite bass player. I did favorite current band. Tris, send us home with. Shit. A lightning round. Now you're putting me on the spot. Um, See, you should have went first. I know, right? That's now the easiest one. It's like the ultimatum question. It's mm-hmm. like the deal. Legit. Breaker. Oh, I mean, fuck. Go ahead. Ask me what my favorite note is. <laughs> oh God. This is not going on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, what is your favorite note? You asked this, so you have to put it out. No, that's the rules. Um, you know... Is that your legit ask? No, no, oh. it's not his legit ask. He's just buying time. You better be thinking what you're really going to ask, though. But, you know, I'm going to go with um, C-sharp. <laughs> Any particular reason why? Um... C sharp. So when you're playing in the key of E, it's the it's the sixth chord, which is a common chord in the key of E. Okay. Um, so I'm just kind of familiar with it. Okay. Right. Kind of feels like, yeah, it's but like it's not, it's not the root of the you know E E is real home. Yeah. This is C kind of like the end of the driveway. C sharp minor, you know. It's kind of the end of the driveway. It's kind of like okay, we're close, but yeah. not, not quite. Not quite. It's the end of the driveway. It's kind of familiar, but it's not quite. You're not quite there. It's the end of the driveway. It it yes, it's the end of the driveway. But you're not quite sure if you're. Are you back? Are you in the right are house? You pulling or not? in. Yeah, I don't know. Oh Unsure. That's why I'm going to go C sharp. All right. Here's my real question for the lightning round. Um, do you, as part of the process of like all inclusive, whether it's gear setup, learning the songs, you know, playing and then going home. Um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer recording? Do you prefer and putting out music that way? Do you prefer digital audiences and a stream or do you prefer live audiences? So if you had a choice and you only had to do one of those for the rest of time, this isn't, you know, obviously this isn't like the case where you don't have to just do that the rest of the time. But if you had a choice between doing one of these three things and that's just recording music and producing music that way, live streaming or performing to a digital audience or performing live forever and you couldn't do the other ones anymore what of those three would you choose i i gotta go i gotta go live audience why you know i actually i actually like playing in front of a live audience the least 
because it's the most uncomfortable and most dangerous in terms of I could really uh, fuck this up right yep. now. But I so enjoy having played in front of a live audience mm-hmm. that like it makes it that it, it makes it worth it. Yeah. You know? Well, there's something to be said. I gotta piggyback. I mean, before shows, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Fuck, I don't want to do this. But then you do it, and especially when we're doing original shows and people are up there for you. They want to hear you. They paid money to come. It's like, this is fucking cool. But I got to say, if I could only do one, it would be recording yeah, and putting out music. You're in your best there at that point in time. Yeah. Is it because of the limitations of playing live or... It's other. It's everything other than playing that I don't enjoy. Just the everything sometimes. else. Yeah. It's like the loading in. You know, it, this is shit that I'm being a. a you can nitpick right yeah, now. You can, you can. But I'm just saying, from having done it for when we started the band in 2015, we play a lot of shows. But from Driving. from loading in, yeah, loading out, dealing with drunk people. Me drinking too many beers, feeling like shit the next morning. It's like I wake up and I'm like, this isn't fucking worth it. It's great. You make money, you get exposure. But I, the the part that makes my like soul feel good is recording shit and being like, I wrote that. That's what I want to do. I did that. Yeah. And that that even, it's like a hard finished product. It's yeah, like here it's is like here's the thing I did. Tell me what you think. That's what I did. And I, I, that is one aspect of music I will do until the day I die. The yeah. playing live, the live streaming digitally, I don't know if that'll you know be till I die. But I know music, recording, writing, will, you know, in my own studio or whatever, that, that will be something I will not give up. Yeah. So it's everything but playing live that I don't enjoy. i not saying don't enjoy, but it's not my favorite. It's the, like I said, the loading in, loading out. Driving there, getting driving everything there, lined up the right trying way. Trying to win the crowd over. It's like, yeah. fuck, dealing with drunk people, dealing with... I don't really care if people don't like us, because most of the time they just walk out. So they're not a problem. Yeah, this is more nitpicky, and this that's, and gonna, that's the nature of this question. Late. Man, yeah. I'm old. <laughs> it's like getting home at one in the morning. Fuck, I yep. gotta be up at six. Why do you gotta be up at six? Because it's Sunday. I gotta get up. So, <laughs> that's mine. What do you, what do you got? Um, honestly, it'd be a huge crossover because I like recording too. I like being able to hand somebody a finished product and saying, Hey, this is like, I just love the creative process. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not even that there's no limitations in a studio, you know, live there's limitations because you can't, you know, between me and you, we can't like do everything we can in a studio versus live just because that's just the nature of our show. I really like playing live because drums are so dynamic. and you can really punctuate that dynamic when it's live and like you're not this is might be mostly specific to drums because when you're playing drums in a studio or in a live stream setting you're playing to microphones right and microphones are very very fucking sensitive to everything drums you know if you hit a drum too hard you peak the mic but the rest of it sounds fine just that initial hit is peaked anyways Long story short, when you're playing to people, it's really more of a feel than anything else. You can, they can feel it more. So if you're playing the drums really well, people are feeling it more. Um, so what's your... This what's, is a huge digression. No, it, I get it. I, know. I get it. I feel the same way playing um, live. I think I enjoy... I think playing live is is really fun. But as far as like getting my music 
in the best way it could possibly be. I do like recording. It's a that's a fucking hard question. It is. Hard. Oh my god. I it's got to be live just because live matters. It drums matter so much live to to do them right. And if you don't do them right, it just tears down fucking everything. And if you don't know what you're doing, and I seem to make the most faces when I play live, anyways. Yeah. So I'll Cause use that because of the feel. Yeah, I'll use you that to gauge. To, you just want to be felt. Is there is saying? nothing Dude, like we've known that since middle school. But... <laughs> <laughs> I just want somebody to hear me, man. There's nothing <laughs> like uh, I mean, when playing live, you know. To mile one three fours, speaking for that, um, when somebody bangs their head, it we're just you know even yeah. in sound check we're giving them a dun, dun, right. People are like, oh fuck! I mean that that's cool. That's it's, cool. It's nice to kind of have that, and I mean cover shows are fine, but even when people are singing along to good covers. That's kind of nice. Yeah, too. that's cool. It's just like oh yeah, we're all kind of here just enjoying music, yeah. but but. Man, I, I really love having a nice finished product, and somebody like will come back to me. I love the creative process yeah. from from the art of the album to, you know, everything. But it's, that's, I mean, the middle ground in that is live streams. Where I you do like live streams, which is man, I like live streams. You the, don't what, leave your house and you. Fucking, no, 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 and especially the way we have it set up now. It basically, Riley, uh, we didn't explain this earlier. Um, the live stream is now run through Ableton, so it's like recording quality, except for it plays to the audience. And you can record that at the same time. So it's this ultimate middle ground between recording it's cool. and live. But you have to wear headphones, so it's uncool. This Well, first off, as the man wearing the headphones right now, I have to disagree with that. <laughs> it is cool. Um, this won't make it to air, but I just want to point out that I had huge grievances with Tristan <laughs> long ago. And him just setting up a couple of room mics to do the live stream. <laughs> And I kept telling him, why don't you just use the out? You have everything all mixed. Why don't you just use the out and put that into the... Anyway, that's a that's a so that's a that's now. a physical combat we'll have outside of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But do you want to know well, the answer to that? Yeah, because the mixer trying to send we tried that sending from the mixer out. It's but so, did you try hard enough? Yes, it is because that mixer in particular doesn't have a channel split. This one does surprisingly. But so you're just getting the main outs sent. But the problem is the way that Hell basement, yeah, rock and roll. No, 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 no. <laughs> the way that basement is, that is every single channel, though. That's the drums. That is the mm-hmm. vocals. That is the guitar all going through a single XLR. Yeah. That shit was explosive. Hell yeah. That is like Taco Bell on laxatives. Shit, explosive. Yeah. <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> shit, yeah, he says. I'll tell you what, Riley. We got to schedule another live stream. Right. Yeah, I'll it, be there. It's a good, good deal. So, I just got to get a headphone splitter. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, Riley, thanks again. This thanks is, for having me. Yeah, this is a good time. This will not be the last time Riley is on the back line. Uh, me and um, my Uncle Rich, who I mentioned earlier, will be playing at Boobies Bar in Darlington on June 17th. All right. Come check us out. Hopefully the episode will be out by then. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds good. All righty. You heard it. June 17th, Riley's next live show. This has been the Backline Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Backline Podcast.